Well, hi there, dear friend, and thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, currently ministering out of Trinity Gardens, Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as Faith Adventist Centre right here in beautiful Adelaide, South Australia. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore this week's uh, theme of uh, the supernatural and the paranormal. Uh, What part... If any, uh, do these things uh, of the metaphysical and of the paranormal and particularly of the occult, what part, if any, do they play within the life of the Christian or should they at all? In fact, uh, uh, how should the Christian view uh, these matters uh, in light of uh, current culture? And uh, today's uh, topic is related to this, uh, in fact, and it is uh, uh, what... uh, what or how should the biblical Christian relate to the supernatural in films and in gaming? It seems like uh, films and gaming and all manner of ki- of uh, uh, of uh, digital uh, uh, platforms and software these days seems to be uh, and TV for that matter as well and and many films and games as I've already mentioned seems to be awash with the occult and with the supernatural these days. Uh, How should the biblical Christian relate uh, to such an influence within society? Uh, Today I'm uh, very delighted to have with me, or soon to have with me, uh, a very special guest, someone that uh, uh, I've enjoyed working with here uh, at uh, Faith FM uh, in in very recent times, and that's uh, Ricardo Schaeffer. Ricardo Schaeffer is a, a pastor, uh, a minister of the gospel, uh, right here in Adelaide as well, and he uh, ministers out of uh, College Park, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, as well as uh, looking after Wisto, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church there uh, up in the hills. And so uh, it would be great to, to have Ricardo with us. Uh, <clears throat> he won't be with us in the studio today. He will be joining us uh, very soon via, via phone. Uh, but uh, today's topic, as we've just mentioned, is how should the Christian relate, uh, or at least the biblical Christian, one whose life is uh, informed uh, by the Word of God, uh, to or relate to the supernatural in films and in gaming? Very important topic and one that I think uh, there's a great deal that the Bible will be able to give us uh, very solid principles and direction with respect to how we relate uh, to uh, to these things in popular culture uh, in the world today. Well, before we uh, move in that direction, I want to uh, uh, just share with our listeners uh, a, a wonderful song. Uh, it is uh, called Rise Again uh, by Melissa Otto. I had the great pl- privilege and pleasure of listening to Melissa uh, perform live over in New Zealand some years ago uh, at a church camp. And uh, when I say a church camp, there were thousands of people there. And uh, she's a great performer. I think you'll enjoy listening uh, to what she has to share. Here's Melissa Otto, Rise Again. Do not boast over me, my enemy For my father is the victor Your darkness only makes him brighter He'll make me more than a conqueror When I fall, I will rise again 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 Do not gloat over me, my enemy 
Disappointments push me deeper Into dependence on my father I hold on to him, my helper When I fall, I will rise again 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 Do not rejoice over me, my enemy Every trial makes me stronger Every failure makes me wiser As he refines me in the fire When I fall, I will rise again 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 We certainly shall. We shall rise, even though we might fall. We can rise again through the help and the uh, assistance and uh, the uh, blessing and uh, personal uh, empowerment of Jesus Christ. Well, it's a great pleasure to, I think, have with me here on the line uh, my fellow minister of the gospel, Ricardo Sheffer. It's great to have you with us, Ricardo. It's a pleasure to be here once again, Hugh. Nice to, nice to hear you. Oh, it's always good to hear your voice, Ricardo. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, someone that uh, works in close proximity uh, proximity to myself, uh, so to speak, even though you might not think so because we, we speak remotely here on the on the radio. But uh, we, uh, as it happens, uh, look after two churches that are probably two of the closest churches uh, in the Adventist Sisterhood of Churches here in Adelaide, South Australia. And uh, Ricardo, right. uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with us uh, uh, just now with regards to... Uh, uh, to what, what's happening, what God is doing uh, in, in your church or in your community there at uh, College Park? Um, well, yeah, I can share a couple of things uh, at the moment. We are having a program for all international students where every Tuesday evening we provide for them a meal to share. We share a meal and also we uh, give them groceries to take home. So um, this has created um, a lot of bonds, a lot of friendship there and it gives us an opportunity to share the good message as well mm. um, and the other thing i can think of is that we're planning a health course called diabetic health clinic and it will run from september to november it is a really good program that runs in um in conjunction with your gp so i'm really looking forward to it Yes, that sounds like a very exciting program, actually. There, Ricardo, I, I recall hearing you mention this in passing the other day. Uh, we were in a uh, in a gathering together, and you mentioned this. Uh, I think it was early this week, wasn't it? And uh, 
very exciting to hear because there's so many people these days who are struggling uh, with diabetes, with high blood sugar, yes. uh, and all the associated uh, issues that come with it. A lot of people tend to think in some ways that it's sort of a, 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 a death sentence or a life sentence, but uh, does it really have True. to be that way? That's right. That's right. We can make a difference. In fact, uh, uh, is it true to say that uh, with uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, certainly not uh, necessarily with type 1, but uh, with type 2, which is lifestyle-related, uh, that's possible to, to arrest uh, and uh, uh, to reverse uh, uh, type 2 diabetes? Yes, yes. And this is a program, a course that has been running for more than 10 years. I remember we did that in one of my churches in uh, Brisbane, and um, some of the doctors, some of the GPs, after checking those patients after three months, they just removed the medication for diabetes. Isn't that just amazing? That's such a, such a wonderful thing. It just shows that, uh, that food can be medicine, that lifestyle can be yes. medicative, can't it? And can really turn our lives around for the better. Uh, not just uh, the pills that we get from a bottle, as as helpful as they are, but uh, what a wonderful uh, testimony that is. And, uh, you know, I, I yes. recall uh, in years gone by uh, being part of something called the Complete Health Improvement Program. We saw much the same sort of uh, turnarounds in people's lives as well. But this program that you've uh, discussed or mentioned, um, what's what's its name? It sounds very exciting. What is it again? It's called the Diabetic Health Clinic, and mm-hmm. it will be starting um, on the first, or sorry, the second Sunday in September, which is September 11th, <laughs> and um, uh, it will run for 12 Sundays. It's completely free. It will be ho- uh, hosted at College Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm. <clears throat> so you heard it here, folks, uh, first and, and exclusively uh, thus far, and that is that uh, this is a great program, I'm sure. Uh, it sounds wonderful, and uh, it's got runs on the board, as uh, uh, Pastor Sheffer has pointed out there. It's been running now for 10 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you're someone who struggles with uh, diabetes, or perhaps you know someone, a loved one, a friend, a colleague, who, who suffers with uh, uh, diabetes and uh, all that is associated with it uh, in terms of uh, of pain, of uh, associated conditions, and uh, of uh, uh, of really uh, having a life somewhat uh, restrained or, or limited by it, then we really encourage you to uh, to check out what uh, Pastor Sheffer has shared with us uh, today with this diabetic health clinic. Uh, I think uh, you'll be immensely blessed, and not just those who have the condition, but those who think that uh, they could be uh, potentially. Uh, a candidate, not, not that anyone wishes to be a candidate for such a condition, but uh, uh, could be. And because, of course, uh, it's true to say, uh, Pastor, that this is a a, uh, a course that would also be very helpful in preventing uh, such a condition in the first place. Yes, and it's not just for diabetes, but also for any related disease that is caused by overweight as well. Mm. Yes, and so uh, if you fall into that category or know someone who does or perhaps a pre-diabetic, we'd really encourage you to sign up for this program. And uh, and how can people do that, uh, Ricardo? Um, If you can call me, my number is 0432-318-607 or you can also go to the website for College Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. Wonderful. Uh, either way, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, uh, I think that's going to be a life changer for many. And uh, and likewise, it, uh, uh, 
at Trinity Garden, Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, you're a man after my own heart there, Ricardo. Uh, uh, we also hold a community pantry, which we, we held today. Right. And, uh, you know, we've uh, uh, had uh, quite a lot of people walking through the door, particularly in recent times with uh, with the inflationary pressures in our economy uh, and the restraint that that brings to people, particularly those on, on limited or fixed incomes. And uh, we just really encourage anyone who may need assistance, uh, simply walk through our door on a Thursday from 10.30 to, to 1.30 uh, each week. Uh, rain, hail, or shine. We'll be there for you, and we look forward to helping you uh, with by means of our ADRA uh, Trinity Gardens Community Pantry there at 196 to 200 Port Rush Road, Trinity Gardens. Uh, today we also held a De-Stress and Thrive uh, seminar. It's the first in uh, six sessions. It was uh, a really uh, very helpful time we had together as we, we talked about ways to very practically regain our composure and to find uh, find peace in the storms of life, uh, but particularly with regards to how to, how various coping mechanisms can assist us greatly with, with stress, which seems so endemic in society today and, and perhaps for for good cause. Uh, so uh, if you'd like to be a part of uh, the diabetic program coming up or if you'd like to be part of De-Stress and Thrive, simply get in touch with either Ricardo or myself. Uh, my number is uh, 0410-994-067 and you're very welcome uh, to get in touch with myself or through our website as well there at Trinity Gardens uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. All right, well, uh, lots of great things happening in our communities, uh, Ricardo, but uh, uh, there's also been some interesting news that has uh, come to our attention. We'd like here on Drive Time Big Q&A to talk about uh, big events in the world of faith, in the world of uh, wider secular society as well. And uh, it, uh, it's interesting that uh, there's been a story that has, uh, uh, I noticed, been getting a lot of uh, clicks when it comes to uh, social media as well as in uh, more traditional media, and that's with regards to Justin Bieber. I think he's on your playlist, isn't he, Ricardo? Uh, Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he uh, he had a bout with uh, facial paralysis, still is, and uh, uh, uh-huh. Ramsey Hunt syndrome. So he's had to uh, uh, cut short a tour and various shows that uh, – uh, that he was to uh, take part in, and uh, he has uh, asked for prayer after revealing his diagnosis, which has caused paralysis to the entire right side of his face. It would be quite difficult, I imagine, to to sing and to perform uh, in, in such a condition. So uh, uh, an interesting story, and, uh, you know, I remember not so many years ago, Ricardo, that there, there were other kinds of stories about uh, Justin Bieber. We don't want to uh, uh, drag through the coals on those, but... Uh, but there was a time where his life was not so celebrated for good reasons, uh, and um, uh, and yet what a turnaround has happened in his life uh, through the power of Jesus Christ. And we just hope and pray that that uh, that ca- that will continue by the power of God and and by the the uh, uh, willingness uh, of uh, of Justin Bieber. But uh, yeah, just uh, any thoughts there with regards to uh, uh, to the power of God to change a person's life. We can see without a doubt that the Spirit of God works in everyone, mm. uh, no exceptions. And he does everything he can until we finally make a final choice and then he respects our decisions. But he's working in everybody's hearts. Mm. Mm. We make we make distinctions and exceptions, uh, but but God does not. 
Oh, that's a beautiful word, uh, Ricardo. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's true for everyone, no matter who we are, where we're from, what we've done or who we've done it with. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whomsoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And we'd like to just encourage our listeners uh, to keep in prayer those who are going through tough times, not not only Justin uh, Bieber and his wife Haley uh, with their related uh, health uh, issues, in his case Ramsey Hunt uh, syndrome, in her case uh, a, a shocking stroke that's occurred uh, in both of these young people's lives, um, but also to pray for those uh, in our community who, who desperately need uh, need prayer and need uh, assistance and care and love. Uh, at uh, at this time, well, uh, I want to uh, now I guess turn our attention uh, towards our topic today, and uh, our topic today, uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, is uh, with regards to the supernatural and the paranormal. Uh, it's quite interesting that we've talked about someone in the music industry just now, and so many in the music industry and in the entertainment industry these days seem to uh, have a predisposition or a predilection towards. Uh, the supernatural and the occult, and it seems to be everywhere in the world today. And so the question really needs to be asked, how should the biblical Christian relate to the supernatural in films, in gaming, and in wider culture? And uh, so that's going to be our focus uh, here today on Drive Time Big Q&A, an important topic, and and one where uh, I think that will be of particular interest to anyone who's shown... uh, uh, or, or had a liking for uh, for films such as horror films or uh, uh, films that relate to uh, extreme violence and things of of this nature, uh, do they have a part to play in the in the walk of a of a biblical Christian? Uh, and uh, if so, to what extent? And, and what are some principles, biblical principles, we need to bear in mind uh, with regards to the supernatural uh, in films? And in gaming. But before we turn our attention towards that and uh, what Ricardo is going to share with us on that topic, uh, I'd like to uh, uh, share with us a, a lovely song. Uh, sometimes we, we get so caught up in what's happening in the culture, we forget to count our blessings. And so this is a, uh, a lovely song by Gavin Chatelier, uh, Count Your Blessings. your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you feel discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear. Your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. 
look at others with their lands and gold Think that Christ has promised you a wealth untold Count your many blessings money cannot buy Your reward in heaven or your home on high Count your blessings, name them one by one your many blessings, see what God has done. Welcome back, uh, welcome back uh, dear listeners, to uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. And uh, today we're looking at the topic, how should the biblical Christian relate to the supernatural in films and in gaming and in, in other uh, forms of media as well? Uh, well, uh, to help us uh, with this topic, I have with me today uh, Ricardo Schaeffer. He's a pastor and minister of the gospel right here in Adelaide, Australia. And uh, uh, before we jump into it uh, together, Ricardo, I just uh, want to bring to our t- the attention of our listeners a free offer mm-hmm. that we want to uh, make available to anyone who's listening in today. It's called Not Alone. It's a wonderful book, uh, Not Alone. And uh, this is a book that uh, we think will be really helpful to our listeners <clears throat> because it's a book about uh, uh, a, a, a character called Kelly. Nobody seemed to have time for Kelly. Uh, Mum was always working. Dad was always drunk. No one seemed to really care for or pay any attention to her and, until one day um, she uh, made a new friend and was introduced to a Ouija board um, to contact uh, seemingly the previous owner of the home. Uh, and uh, eventually she discovered through a lot of scary and uh, unfortunate incidences uh, when things turned ugly uh, that uh, her hope was not to be found in the Ouija board, but in a higher hope in God. And uh, so if anyone would like uh, uh, to uh, to have this free offer uh, called Not Alone, Battling the Devil, a real-life story of uh, the supernatural and the paranormal, uh, then uh, you can uh, certainly uh, text in uh, to our uh, Faith FM number here, and uh, that's to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with the uh, code word SA. That's capital S, capital A. 
51. So SA51, text that through to 04888-80811 and not alone, Battling the Devil will be yours free of charge. And uh, we... Uh, uh, very happy to make this available to our listeners today. But uh, coming back to yourself, Ricardo, really a key mm-hmm. topic today. So many people are, uh, are interacting with or being exposed to the paranormal and supernatural in films and in media and in gaming. Uh, what, what does the Bible have to share with us about this and how should the biblical Christian relate to such things? Mm-hmm. That's a very important question. Nowadays, we see these things happening more and more. And, of course, we need to ask the question, um, is this true? Is this false? Is this a hoax? Um, I believe the Bible has the answer to that. Um, so let's use the Bible to answer the question. Um, first of all, um, the Bible speaks of true prophets, and therefore there are false prophets. In fact, Jesus spoke about false prophets, false teachers, false Christs. When he was asked the question in Matthew chapter 24, um, what will be the signs of your second coming, of the end of the world? The thing that he repeated the most was false teachings, false prophets, false teachers, false Christs. So um, I think we need to ask the Bible, from what source do true prophets obtain their information? I'd like to share with you from Second Peter 1 verse 21. The Bible says this. This is what the Bible claims. Prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Um, So from this verse, we see that prophets don't express their own private opinions in spiritual matters. Their thoughts come from Jesus through the Holy Spirit. This is not a personal interpretation. So that's why... um, Anything that uh, claims to be in the realm of the supernatural needs to be analyzed in the light of the Bible to see if it comes from God's source or the enemy's source, right? Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, So basically, God speaks to um, the prophets in three three different ways. Uh, In Numbers 12 verses 6 and also verse 8. It says, If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. And then verse 8 says, I speak with him face to face. So we see that God uses, you know, visions, dreams, or even face to face. We, you know, Some of the prophets heard um, God's voice personally. Um so it's important to, to see what the source of this information is, the source of these activities. Uh, we hear a lot of, uh, uh, for example, um, healings or those who can um, tell you your future or miraculously heal diseases and you wonder uh, who's operating this miracle. We also need to ask the same question here. Are these miracles coming from God or from another source? Because we know the Bible says that the devil has has power. So um, one of the uh, important questions that I think we should ask ourselves is, um, when we see great miracles being performed, is that a proof that the person 
performing those miracles is a person that um, is being used by God or is that person being used by um, Satan? You know, um, so Revelation 16, that's another interesting verse, 16 and verse 14 says, they are spirits of demons performing miracles or signs. Uh, the Bible is clear that not only God performs miracles, but the devil and his angels are um, very capable of performing miracles. So a miracle is something that is supernatural, right? Something that we cannot explain. Mm. It goes beyond the, the, the laws of, of nature that we know uh, that's a miracle, has no explanation. So the devil and, and his angels also perform miracles. And that's why it's so important to ask the question, what is the source of this miracle? What is the source of this message? See, because the supernatural actually exists. Um, if we doubt about it, we just have to go to one of those. I'm not saying you should go, but it's not recommended. But if you go to one of those seances and you see these things, you know, these are real. But the power is coming from Satan and his angels. Uh, we hear a lot of times that you can communicate with the dead and you can talk to your um, loved ones who passed away. And if you go to those places, uh, they will connect you with the spirits of the dead. Um, these are, again, miracles or things that are caused by the devil and his angels. They can uh, present themselves as your loved ones. They can speak like they spoke. They tell you things that only they knew. And so they deceive a lot of people. So... Um, yeah, the devil and his angels also have the power to work miracles. And for that reason, miracles prove only one thing, that there is supernatural power. But such power comes from both God and Satan. That needs to be very clearly understood. Uh, another um, question could be, of what... Um, danger uh, does Jesus warn us in Matthew 24 see as I mentioned I want to show you with the Bible Matthew 24 verse 24 you'll never forget that because it's the same you know chapter 24 <laughs> verse 24 yes. uh, repeatedly this is just one example Jesus said things like this false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. That is a sobering thought. It says great signs and wonders, not just, you know, like a little trick here and there. These are great signs, things that will, will convince a lot of people that the performer of these supernatural things or miracles uh, is being assisted by the Spirit of God. But as we saw, the devil can also perform miracles. So God warns us of false Christs and false prophets who will be who will be so convincing that they will deceive all. Hopefully not the very elect of God if we um, are grounded 
and spend time in the Bible, we will not be deceived, but billions will be deceived and, and lost mm. because of this. So so clearly from what you're sharing there, Ricardo, there, there are deceptive powers in the world today, and they're not only human agencies, but we're talking about uh, very much paranormal and spiritual agencies in the world. And of course, at the mm-hmm. same time, you also have uh, you, you have the power of, of God at work through God, the Holy Spirit. Uh, in people's lives uh, here upon planet yes. Earth, and uh, that that he is seeking to bring about what what's good and what's righteous and what's true. So you have these two very diametrically opposed uh, forces at play. But there were those who would suggest to us that there is an actual fact, uh, a, a neutral paranormal ground. Uh, that uh, you know, I think of those who claim to be, for example, white witches, or those who would mm-hmm. suggest that. Uh, uh, that they can dabble in these things or even be very active in this area uh, and not um, be siding with either God or the devil. What, what would you say to, to people who might suggest that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly um, what the devil wants us to think, that, that we can have a neutral position, uh, which is not dangerous. He claims that. Um, all that all all who who deal with these um, uh, activities are in danger of being deceived. Um, also, um, almost all of these uh, people who practice these activities, like soothsayers, sorcerers, uh, mediums, those who practice uh, practice witchcraft or the spiritists. They all claim that they have access to some sort of a, a source of knowledge or power. Some call it uh, an assistant, spiritual assistant. Um, I remember my dad used to have a friend in uni, and um, he used to go to this. My dad's friend used to go to these um, places where they connected with the spirit of the dead, and so. He claimed to have an assistant who would help him uh, write his dissertation, you know. Mm. Um, so regardless of how you put it, uh, you're not really neutral because you're always claiming to have access to, to, some sort of a, to some sort of source of knowledge, source of information or directly being in contact with a spirit. Mm. Now, just in in connection with that, um, it's it's very clear from the Word of God that there are uh, there are you know two camps when it comes to the supernatural. Uh, there there is uh, that of mm-hmm. of Christ, and that's there's that of Satan. Um, but uh, in terms of human activity, uh, and in, in respect to films and gaming and so on. Uh, there are those who would suggest, okay, well, maybe we're not actively engaged in in the real supernatural or the paranormal. We're just simply telling a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, stories mm-hmm. take many forms. And, and, and one such form of storytelling is by means of supernatural or occult or horror mm-hmm. or, uh, or even extreme violence so that involves uh, the, uh, uh, the supernatural. Um, what would you say to someone who suggests that, hey, look, this is just uh, meaningless uh, entertainment. It's just a trifle. It's just something which uh, yes. uh, that a person might like to spend a little while doing uh, and has no meaningful uh, long-term impact upon their, their mind or upon their life. Yes. Well, um, I'm going to share what I think, but and, I, and what I think is what I've 
gathered from the Bible, my, mm. my study time in the Bible. But I would encourage our listeners to go to the Bible and check for themselves, okay? Mm. Um, this is uh, exactly what the devil wants us to think, that this is something uh, not dangerous at all. In fact, the devil will, will never come to you and say something like, hey, I'm the devil, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to tempt you, I'm, him, I'm here to destroy you. He never comes like that. He has to come as something good in order to deceive, right? Mm, interesting. Uh, so if you don't mix the truth with error, then it won't be deceiving. For example, if I'm wearing uh, a black shirt and I come to you and I say, do you like my red shirt? Uh, is that going to be deceiving? Well, obviously not, unless you cannot tell the difference between colors. Yeah. So in order for me to be deceiving, I need to say something that is very close to the truth, but not quite. Mm. Uh, and so the devil does the same. And um, I know someone, for example, uh, close to us. And as he was growing up, he was all the time uh, with... Uh, playing with magic tricks you know that's that sounds really innocent mm. you know these are just tricks so all the time playing with magic tricks he was reading all these uh, books from harry potter he was always into that when he reached the age of about 20 in his early 20s he became like a magician so he was performing for different places and it was still called little tricks here and there Eventually, um, someone asked him the question, do you believe in the supernatural? Because obviously you, you perform like magic tricks, but is the supernatural real? And the answer he gave us was really interesting. He said, uh, what I do is just tricks, but sometimes the supernatural appears and it just helps me. It's not that I seek it, it's, it, it, it shows up. Mm. So what what started with something that seems to be innocent eventually drags you into the supernatural world because you're opening uh, a little you know door a little space there for the devil to to claim that he has some some rights you know to to operate in your life just because you're you're dealing in you're walking into the devil's territory put it that mm. way and the Bible is very clear, isn't it, that, uh, it that, is that light and darkness do not mix together. I mean, they might coexist to some extent, but mm -hmm. wherever light is, it banishes the darkness, doesn't it? And and yes. uh, and that, uh, however, they're not to mix together, and they can't mix together. Um, what yes. have they got to do with one another? And so we really are either uh, living in the light of God's love and, and life and truth, or we're living outside of that. And, of course, that, that can be a very dark place. And, and in today's culture, there's a lot of uh, uh, film noir, there's a lot of uh, dark mm. and gritty um, material out there in films and in gaming. Uh, and uh, that of its own accord in nature would seem to uh, be something that precludes or that uh, mitigates against uh, mm -hmm. the spirit of God in a person's life. Uh, uh, so I'd like to perhaps uh, uh, at this point in time take a little break and then we'll come back and uh, I'll get you again to share with us a little bit further in this area, Ricardo, because it's of great interest as to how a Christian then should relate to 
this matter of uh, the occult or paranormal and supernatural in films and in gaming. Uh, But just now we're going to uh, uh, take a little break and listen to Casting Crowns. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how trust him how I proved you more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him Just Jesus, save your friend, and I know that He is with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. Trust Him program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
Hi, I'm Michael, the station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM's almost 11 years old and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening. And welcome back to Drive Time Big Q&A right here on Faith FM on 88FM uh, here in Adelaide and uh, right across the nation of Australia. Uh, a wonderful uh, radio program, uh, one that uh, – radio station rather, one that uh, brings faith wherever it is broadcast. And I have here with me in the – uh, on the phone, rather, today. I was going to say in the studio, but you're actually not in the studio, are you, Ricardo? You're on the phone. And, uh, <laughs> on you're the in, phone. You're in your own studio, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and we just want to thank you for joining us on the program today, talking about the paranormal and the supernatural in gaming and in films and in other media forms as well, and how the biblical Christian should relate to uh, these things and in what way. Uh, so uh, that's what we're talking about today. And just uh, before we continue uh, with that, Ricardo, just let me remind our listeners uh, that uh, we have a free offer that's available uh, to everyone that's tuning in today, uh, and that is uh, the free book, Not Alone, Battling the Devil, uh, written by Cheryl Porter, uh, talking about uh, a, a real lived experience with the supernatural and how God broke her free and set her free uh, from uh, a time where she felt so alone and captive uh, to supernatural forces, not alone, battling the devil. If you want to uh, uh, have uh, access uh, to this or want to have this uh, free offer uh, for your very self, uh, then uh, we're very happy to uh, uh, to make it available to you. And uh, that can be uh, uh, yours by simply texting in the code word SA, that's capital S, capital A, 51. So SA51 to 04888 That's SA51 to 04888 And uh, Battling the Devil, Not Alone, uh, will be yours, free of charge. All right, well, coming back to yourself, uh, Ricardo, uh, share with us uh, a little more. How should the biblical Christian relate to uh, this matter of the paranormal in uh, in popular culture? Um. It is important to to realize that the power that is behind this um, supernatural supernatural uh, activities or events that are not according to what the Bible says. So all those activities that are listed in the Bible that are forbidden uh, because of the source that there is behind them, uh, the one that is behind them is the devil. And his angels. Uh, for example, the pagan nations that surrounded Israel when they entered the promised land, uh, they practiced a lot of these things like um, divination, soothsaying, they sacrificed to the dead. So they worshipped the spirits of the dead. They were their, their, their idols. Now, referring to that, because I don't think we have time to go through those activities. So you can read uh, Deuteronomy also, chapter mm-hmm. 18. Um, yes. well, referring to, yes, uh, and maybe we'll go back to that after this verse that I'd like to share. But um, Paul had something to say about that. He was talking about the Gentiles, the pagans, and the, you know, the, the custom of worshipping the spirit of the dead as idols. And he says, 
in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 20, he said, But the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. Have nothing to do with demons, he's saying. Because what you think is the spirits of the dead, it is not actually the spirit of the dead. The spirits of the dead. These, these are demons. Uh, and that's the danger. When we get involved in these activities, like the ones I'm going to mention now from Deuteronomy 18, we are actually getting in touch with the spirits of um, demons, fallen angels, and Satan. Mm. And so when, when we watch something like that on our screens, are mm-hmm. we in a sense perhaps sort of kind of glorifying Satan? We are, and we, we're placing ourselves in the territory of the devil. Now, something beautiful about God is that um, he does not blame us for something that we don't know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so when we are in front of a screen watching a horror movie, totally ignorant of the danger of these things, when we're watching this on TV, the occult on TV, for example, mm-hmm. and we don't know about the danger, God protects us because we are ignorant. But when we do these things knowingly, when we know that the Bible forbids those things, when it's when we know about its danger and we decide to put ourselves in that territory, God will respect our decision. Um, so um, I was mentioning that I was going to share with you a, a list of these activities that are mm. that God forbids for our own good, right? So um, before the Israelites entered the promised land, Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 to 13, God says this. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Um, another translations call it the abominations, right, of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these detestable or detestable practices, or in other translations, because of these abominations, the Lord your God will drive you out um, Sorry, I'll read again because I missed the the line there. Because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before your Lord, uh, before the Lord your God. And what's the reason why God did not want his people to get involved in these activities? Because of the source that is behind them. He doesn't want us to be in touch with the devil or his angels. Uh, that is the the reason behind it. So, uh, and like I mentioned, uh, if you read other other translations, like for example, New King James, it uses the word abominations. These things are called mm. abomination. Mm. That's a strong word. Which isn't it? It says it all. Yes, it is a strong word, uh, but it is used strongly uh, because the danger is also great. Mm. We're placing ourselves in the territory of the devil. And then if if we do it knowingly, then the devil claims us as 
as his own. And then mm-hmm. it's very difficult, unless we submit to the power of God, to, mm-hmm. to get rid of that uh, influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to consider, because I think it's important. Uh, we're told in Deuteronomy that all these activities are called abomination, right? And all who practice these are called abomination as well. But um, in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 27, speaking about the city in heaven, it says that nothing unclean will enter, will, will ever enter it, nor anyone who practices an abomination or a lie, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, the question is, and, and I think every Christian's Christians should ask this question. If anyone who practices an abomination will not enter the city of heaven, what should I do with all these practices that in the book of Deuteronomy are called abomination? What should I do with those movies that deal with witchcraft? What should I do with those books that deal with the occult or witchcraft? What should I do with those books like Harry Potter, for example, that deal with witchcraft? Um, should we include that as part of our lives? or Because we know that God abhors these things. Should we entertain ourselves with something that we know is detestable to God? That's the, that's the question. And I think that uh, if we want to please God, if we really, really love God, then we should stay away from that. Not And not just because to... Uh, for, uh, because we need to, we uh, we want to please him, but for our own safety, mm. we need to stay away from that. Yes, uh, as as uh, you were sharing just now, I couldn't help but think of uh, what King David said in Psalm uh, one hundred and one, verse three. He said, "I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless." I hate the work of those who fall away; it shall not cling to me. And there's something about uh, these things, these gritty, grimy. Uh, fear-inducing and uh, and and uh, horror or paranormal-based uh, uh, films that uh, seem to grip us and yes. and and seem to pull us away from whatever is good. They really cling to us in that way. And so David says, you know, a perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wanted to know nothing of, of evil, uh, but he wanted uh, God's word to be hid in his heart rather that, so that he would not sin against God. Um, and uh, from mm-hmm. what you're sharing there, uh, Pastor, you're, you're pointing out that our eternal salvation could be on the line uh, when we begin to dabble in these areas and, and uh, begin to gravitate uh, and fixate. Uh, and fix our eyes uh, instead of on Jesus, and rather upon uh, upon uh, darkness and upon dark works mm-hmm. of the devil, uh, whether it be in film or whatever the format might happen to be. Um, well, Ricardo, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been Pleasure. very very uh, beneficial and helpful. Um, uh, approach to what the Bible shares with us very clearly about these matters uh, and how we want to keep uh, our minds clean and clear and ready for mm. a relationship with Jesus now and for uh, the hope that is ours in him in time to come. Um, I wanted to share this uh, final verse with us today. It is uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. And it mm-hmm. says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, 
whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Uh, you've spoken to us today about, uh, about uh, things that are abominable or detestable uh, and that are unworthy. Uh, and the Bible tells us to, instead of that, to think about these other things, what's worthy of praise and commendable mm-hmm. uh, as we set our sights towards heaven and home. So uh, I want to thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And is How it clear, is that? It's very clear, isn't it? So, um, well, just to this point, I want to just encourage our listeners, if you'd like that free offer again, that's uh, Not Alone, Battling the Devil, SA51 is the code word, and you can send that away to 04888-8811, and that free offer will be yours. And uh, and if you'd like to listen to this program again, or ones like it from this week, as we've looked at uh, these matters regarding the paranormal, uh, then you can simply go to Faith FM uh, website and tune in and uh, listen all over again and take various notes uh, and that highlight the importance of fixing our eyes upon Jesus and things above rather than things below that tear us down. Let us look up and live. So um, thanks so much again, Ricardo, and uh, we're now going to uh, share a word from our sponsor. And uh, our final song today is How Great Thou Art, How Great God Is, uh, sung by uh, Lauren Daigle. Thanks again so much, Ricardo, and and thank you for uh, sharing your time with us today. My pleasure. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Oh Lord my God, when I an awesome wonder consider all the works I hand have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Thy path throughout The universe display And when I think Of God His Son not sparing Send him to die I scarce can take it in That on the cross My burden gladly bearing He bled and died To take away my sin Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow 